Today's guest is going to step you through a $1,500 marketing strategy that increased revenues by 34%, added 17,000 prospects to his mailing list, got him tens of thousands of dollars in free publicity, and positioned his business as an industry authority. That is marketing gold right there. Before we get stuck into episode 422 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Show, that marketing gold I'm talking about is made possible thanks to our great mates at American Express, exclusively possible actually, because today and for the next couple of episodes, they are the exclusive sponsor. To find the right card for your business and to see how your business expenses can reward you, go ahead and Google Amex Business after the show. Then try and wipe the smile off your face. Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show. A successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. And welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner and you are ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. Big show today. Very educational show today. You're about to be stepped through an unbelievably clever and high-converting content creation strategy, and cheap, by the way. Another motivated listener shares a marketing strategy that's working for them and win a couple of prizes in the Monster Prize draw. And this week's Jingle of the Week will do amazing things for your system. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reid, that's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. Richard Kelsey is the founder of Beer Cartel, an online and bricks and mortar store offering Australia's largest range of craft beers. He offers 1,100 craft beers, in fact. That's a large range of stock. He first appeared on this show three years ago, and since then, his business has gone from strength to strength, maybe from appearing on this show, but he's probably done other things as well. A few months ago, Richard, who is an ex-market researcher, by the way, decided his sales needed a kick along, and he also wanted to significantly increase his database and become known as an industry authority. So he created an online survey, which produced just some incredible results. And he's been kind enough to literally take us through exactly how he did it. I started off by asking Richard where the idea for an online survey came from. So we'd, um, we'd been wanting to grow our email database. Um, we've always thought that uh, email marketing is a, a great way to actually get customers both engaged with you and buying from you. So uh, we started from there and we tried a range of different things. So we um, offered a number of sort of freebies to see what um, consumers thought of those and, and to try and get them sign up. So we did um, a voucher offer where we said, uh, if you sign up, you can get $1,000 worth of discounts to spend with different bars and breweries from throughout Australia. 
Uh, we put out a Top 50 Bears of Australia ebook each year and try and get people to sign up for that. And we've also done um, a whole heap of different quizzes to, to get people to see how much they know about craft beer. And, and to, uh, the, the end game would be to also try and get them to, to join our mailing list. So, so those three things you've just mentioned, they're lead magnets, they're ways, they're, they're offers from you to encourage people to give you your email, their email. They sound pretty compelling, but obviously didn't get the traction you wanted. They all worked, but to a limited extent. So we're a small business. Uh, we don't have a massive marketing budget. So they, they were all things that helped grow our, our database a little bit, but we really wanted something uh, that could then take it to the next level. Um, and we knew that the quiz uh, was actually something that was really easy to complete. And we thought, well, what happens if we tried to do the same idea but actually turned that into a survey? And so that was our starting point for the Australian Craft Beer Survey. Well, I, I beg to differ. Your starting point was the fact that you, in your corporate life, prior to escaping the cubicle, were a, were a market research consultant, correct? Yeah, I, I was. So uh, going back uh, eight years or so, I uh, had about seven years of market research. Right. And, and so uh, we worked for the big end of town uh, doing things for – for banking, for FMCG, uh, fast-moving consumer goods, for beer, uh, right across the whole gamut. So, so was it just a bit of an epiphany you finally had one day where you've gone, oh, a survey? Yeah, well, I've always wanted to create a, a survey for the craft beer industry. Um, at the time, prior to that, I'd always thought that the time and effort it was going to take to actually create it wouldn't justify the return. So... All I was thinking about was the small little survey that we could send out to our database and uh, we could put it on our blog, but probably wouldn't really do much else. And then I started to have to think, well, what happens if we actually thought about it in a bigger a bigger game? Um, what happens if we actually did it to actually help the industry grow and we fed the results back to the industry um, and then took it from there? So it was all about going, okay, how can we actually do this but on a much bigger scale and actually help the Australian craft beer industry? Pretty big thinking, Richard, for a little business. Yeah, it was. Um, I think once you do start thinking outside of your little box, things do start to change. And hmm. the, the, the results that we've had from the Australian craft beer survey have just been massive. Well, keep your powder dry on that because they were massive and I want to understand step by step how you actually created it. So you've gone, okay, online survey, tick. You know, one of the things I particularly love about this, by the way, is that this is, here we are, beer cartel, small business, um, wanting to be much bigger, but taking on a challenge that, you know, looking at what you've done, I would have expected that to come from, you know, a Carlton United brewery, a, a big national or global brewer. So this is what I particularly love about the idea. What, what were you hoping to achieve besides obviously an increase in sales? What were you hoping to achieve from going down the online survey route? So uh, I guess there, there are a few different things we we're looking at. Um, one was obviously to build our, our customer list, uh, which yeah we thought, well, what we can do is actually take our survey, put it out there, and then ask other people within the industry to help support it as well and promote the survey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought we could magnify it that way. Um, the other was to to just become a thought leader in, in our space. So we wanted to be that that sort of knowledge base that people actually look up to, 
um, and, and think of us highly. The, the other one was to, to get publicity about us, to make us more well-known. Um, and the last one uh, was to really drive sales. Um, so, yeah, the mm. idea was that if we can get people to complete the survey, um, we might be able to give them a reward at the end and, and hopefully they might be able to buy from us. Fairly ambitious uh, objectives. Uh, I'd be interested to see whether you achieve them, <laughs> he says with a smile. So let's let's step through the creation of this wonderful, what is essentially a content marketing creation strategy that you've used a survey to accumulate the content. So first of all, what software did you use? So we used a uh, survey platform called SurveyMonkey. Um, and we used their gold plan, which was, I think it was $330 for the year. And that allows you to do unlimited surveys for the year. Unbelievable. And as, a, as a market researcher, you must look at who's created, I guess, bespoke surveys previously. You must look at uh, um, software like SurveyMonkey and go, this is incredible what you can do for 300 bucks a year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I did uh, use this in my market research days. We, we This was kind of our, our cheap end of town when um, clients came to us on, on a really small budget. But the, the amazing thing is it actually compares to the the, the big, um, massive, costly uh, survey programs that you could use as well. <laughs> so, so you've got your medium sorted out, SurveyMonkey. It's so beautifully elegant and the way it presents the information and even the simple things. Like I've looked at your the survey that you've created and um, it just shows you where you're at. You, you, you break it up chunk by chunk so that someone's not confronted with this incredibly long page of questions which no one's going to want to complete. But you sort of do it in chapters, right? And then at the bottom it has, what is it, a, a low um, a completion bar yeah. or a progress bar. Progress so, bar. Um, the, yeah, the key thing for anyone when you're completing a survey or, or doing any kind of form really is to, to give them an idea of how far along they are. Um, and so that that's what the progress bar does. Um, and we also put uh, different sort of statements in the survey. It says, not long to go now. You've just got two questions to answer and, and then it's complete. So nice. Just, just, just um, little kind of uh, things to just help people move along and feel like that we're not stealing their, their whole life away from them. <laughs> we're, we're just taking a couple of minutes. Yeah, having getting the medium right is one thing. So you've got Survey Monkey. Tell us about getting the message right, getting the copyright. I'm assuming you wrote it, um, but for many that would be a daunting task to write up a survey. What's the the key tips, Richard? So, yeah, I, I was very lucky that I, I did have the market research experience, so I, I did know how to write a survey. But I think it's something that anyone can do these days, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, if you Google your industry market research questions, you, you'll find questions that, that come up that, that, that people have used in other surveys. So mm. if you're trying to create this yourself, you could definitely go down that route. Um, and the other thing is uh, SurveyMonkey and, and other survey platforms, they actually have set kind of questions that you can actually use to, to put into your survey. So simple things like uh, your gender, what, what's your age, what's your income, uh, the, these are already structured for you, so you don't have to try and reinvent mm -hmm. the wheel. You can actually just take these and, and make use of them. Is there a sort of um, any learnings around open-ended questions versus closed questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the main thing is is you want to make the, the survey as simple as possible to get people to complete. So to do that, you, you want to require as little energy and, and 
uh, brain matter from them as possible. So you don't want to have open-ended questions. It's all about sort of tick-the-box questions that can people can quickly answer and then move along. Um, and the other thing I'd say is also with your questionnaire or your survey, uh, trying to make it around five to seven minutes max because people, we all know we're completely starved of time these days. So it, it's something that doesn't feel too long, but it's actually if you ask the right questions and it's to an um, engaged industry, people actually enjoy taking part in the survey. I think maybe we are starved of time, but we have the, our, our attention spans have shrunk thanks to things like social media. So uh, combine those two things and you do, you want to keep it simple and, and sharp. Um, just walk us through, I'm going to put a link to the entire uh, questionnaire in the show notes of this episode, but just walk us through the types of segments and questions that you are asking. Yeah, sure. So um, we one of the first questions was uh, just to confirm their age because we obviously need to make sure they're 18 plus because it's around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get into uh, sort of uh, craft beer behaviour. So how long people have been drinking craft beer, what styles of beer they drink, who they think is Australia's best craft brewery, um, uh, yeah, how long they've been buying craft beer, what their favourite uh, beer style is, um, and then it progresses into uh, some attitudinal questions. So what do they think about different uh, ownership uh, uh, businesses in the craft beer space? So how does a small independent craft brewery compare to a multinational? Which one are they most likely to buy buy from? Yeah, um, right. Then. You've got things like, uh, do you think cans are better than bottles? Do you drink from a beer glass? Um, so it's all all things that are of interest to people that are in, involved in the craft beer space. Okay. So so you've got this wonderful, beautiful-looking online survey. I, I want to then – I want to sort of interrogate you as to how you got it out there and promoted it. But before we do that, then understanding as people are completing the survey, their information is going to the back end of SurveyMonkey. I haven't seen the back – it's not uh, – yes, yeah, SurveyMonkey. Um, I haven't seen the back end of um, that program. I'm imagining it presents the data very clearly and allows you to cut it up however you like? Yeah, absolutely. You can slice and dice it however you like. Um, it has a huge gamut of different charts that you can choose from. So if you want your pie chart, your bar chart, your column chart, it's got all of those, your line chart. Um, it's it's an amazing piece of software for, for the price that you pay. I do love a good pie chart. Do you have a preference for, <laughs> for chart? <laughs> I, I'm very anti-pie charts. Oh, hello. Yeah, this is yeah. controversial. Why? <laughs> uh I just don't think it, it uh, gives a really clear understanding of, of what people are looking oh, at. Oh, so. Richard, I think you need to revisit that. A, a, a beautifully <laughs> presented three-dimensional pie chart is uh, it's quite Even hard. worse, three-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we disagree on pie charts. So, so what you've done um, as, you've, as this data is heading into the back end, you have then created – how have you presented it as a finding, an e-book or a – we are how? No, so we put it into our blog. Um, so the for us, the one of the end games was to try and uh, drive SEO. Um, yes. So let links to our site, um, and so we put it into our blog, uh, uh, titled it the 2017 Australian Craft Beer Survey Results, 
And it's amazing. I think if you're in probably in most countries and you actually typed in craft beer survey, we're going to be the, the, the number one spot. See, even right there, I mean, it's genius what you've called it, the 2017 Australian Craft Beer Survey. I mean, you sure that's not coming from a multinational brewery? I mean, it just <laughs> this is what I love about the marketing world, Richard. It's, it's changed so much and it allows businesses like yours and mine to punch so far above our marketing weight and marketing budget, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, yeah, it's amazing what you can do now, even compared to five years ago. The, the world is changing. Oh, yeah. And it, it means it's so much easier for for small guys to, to get a leg up on the, on the big competition. Correct. So, okay, got the survey. Um, how did you get it out there? How did you promote it? I'm sure you've got an email list. So it goes out to those guys. You put it on your social media, but I'm feeling it. that's fairly limited. So you, you went out and what, sought partners? Yeah, so what we did, uh, first of all, we created a, a Facebook video and we, we published that. And then we went out to the industry and said, look, if you are able to support this uh, survey, what we'll do is we'll give you a specific industry report that has insights on how to actually help grow your business. And all you have to do is share the, the Facebook link and if you're kind enough, also put it out to your email database. Um, and so we, we went from there. And I think we had, uh, of the online Facebook video, we had 370 shares, to give you an idea. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, again, I've seen that Facebook video. Uh, with all respect, Richard, it is wonderfully, uh, what's the word, naive? Amateur. Amateur. <laughs> yeah, budget. B- yeah. Budget. And this is great. Again, it doesn't have to be a big production. It was a 14-second video, folks. Um I'm guessing shot on your iPhone, Richard, and it's just simply of Richard going down the shelf of, of his store uh, in Sydney um, videoing a series of beers along the shelf and then with a super above it saying, you know, win a $500 voucher or something to that effect by entering this, by completing the survey. That's it. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, very, very <laughs> simple. Um, we, we tried an image the previous year, so we did a 2016 survey. Yes. Uh, but we know that Facebook um, just values videos so much higher. So straight away we thought video would be the way to go this year. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty effective. So just to be clear, you have encouraged others to share uh, the video and the link to the survey on Facebook. You got 370 or so shares. In For them doing it, are you giving them um, a private labelled report or...? What we did was we said that anyone that, that shared the the survey, um, they'd get a industry report, which we valued at $2,000, um, and that's the one that has the insights on, on how to help grow your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people also got more than 50 people to complete the survey, then we'd give them their own sort of personalised report that says, this is how your brewery, so for instance, this is how Bolter Brewery compares uh, customers compared to everyone that drinks craft beer in Australia. How do you track that? So what we did was, uh, with SurveyMonkey, you can actually create custom links. And so we were able to identify, we, we said, okay, here, Bolter, this is your customer link. Put that in all your uh, social media comms, put that in your email database, and we can actually track the exact, so we can say that that's a Bolter customer right there. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. So um, how long was it up for, this survey? Uh, roughly two months. So it was going to be a bit shorter, but uh, we, we 
we kept on having lots and lots of people complete it. So it just made sense <laughs> to, to keep it going. Wow, that's nice. Uh, okay, so you, you got lots of completion. How many in in the end completed the survey? <laughs> it was went pretty well. <laughs> we, we had seventeen thousand complete the survey. <laughs> that's a fairly good sample size. Yeah, it, it's not too bad. So, and in, in standard market research, um, if you can get a thousand people to complete a survey, you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. If you're getting five thousand people to complete a survey, you're paying huge bucks to to get that survey done. Um, yeah, we managed to hit 17,000. <laughs> it's a great story. Okay, let's talk about the results. What? Uh, well, actually, the other thing which uh, I think is really interesting is it cost a, a whopping 1,500 bucks, correct? Yeah. So part of that was that the uh, money for SurveyMonkey, $330. Yes. Uh, we had $500, um, a prize of $500 to spend on craft beer for one lucky person that completed the survey. Um, and we spent about $500 on Facebook ads. I, I think it would be fair to add to that your time too. This is, I'm imagining, fairly time-consuming. Yeah, it was. It did take a bit of time time and effort, but um, the, the payoff was massive, so it, it was well worth it. Just before we talk results, because they are amazing, Richard, is, is, I want listeners who are other small business owners to think, I could do this. So a twofold question. One is, is, is an online survey a great content marketing strategy for any type of small business? And is it easy enough for a small business owner to get their head around? Which I guess is yes, given what you've explained already. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, it's relatively simple to, to pull it all together. And if you think about the media, the media are always looking for angles to talk about your industry. And they're always searching for things to talk about. So uh, what we did, um, which anyone can do, it's actually structured the survey to think, okay, what would the media like to get hold of? What would they like to talk about? And then provide statistics around that. Genius. Okay, let, talk us through the results. Start with sales. Start with a big one. <laughs> sales. So, yeah, we had a good – good. Um, what we did was we offered everyone that uh, completed the survey just as an additional thank you. We said, okay, here's $10 to spend with us if you spend over $50. Uh, and we had $65,000 in additional sales. <laughs> Tick. Yeah. <laughs> a simple $10 incentive. Wow. Exactly. Okay. How, how big, uh, what did it grow your list by? Uh, grew our list. So uh, before we started the survey altogether, um, so back in uh, 2016, we had 6,000 people on our survey, uh, on our email list. Uh, we had 7,000 people that completed the survey in 2016. And then the 17,000 that completed it in 2017, uh, and it, it grew our database to we're at 32,000 now. Mate, that is tremendous. What what was the just out of interest? What was much of an unsubscribe rate once the um, once they'd done the survey? No, it was very very small. Um, and I think part of that is we don't just look at um, our email database as just a one way um, thing to get sales from. We actually. Our whole um, ethos of our business is we're really passionate about craft beer. We, we started our uh, business back in 2009, and the whole idea, even back then, was to take people on a journey to tell them about the wonderful sights, smells, stories, aromas, uh, flavours about craft beer, and, and to help educate them along the way. Um, and so as part of all our email sort of program, we have a big focus on, on education 
And so we've always tried to use uh, the email uh, database as a way of sort of communicating that information. Yeah, so a lot, a lot more, um, I would call it pull marketing versus push marketing. You're not just going out with the, the beer of the, the cheapest beer of the week or some sales items. You're actually adding value to others who enjoy the craft beer experience. Joy, 2009 is when you started. Was there was this craft beer even invented then? <laughs> oh, it was it was tiny uh, back then. It was called boutique beer, so ah, yes. no, nobody even knew about craft beer. Um, and yeah, it was very very hard to get hold of anything. I think there might have been say twenty to thirty craft breweries in Australia. What did you see that others didn't? I think it was just that we were so early, um, yes, so people no. hadn't, hadn't even thought about it. Um, so that. These days, there's actually a lot of uh, sort of, I guess, bottle shops and other people that want to enter the space. Um, and the breweries have grown from, say, it was 30 breweries back then to almost 500 now. So it, it's just changed completely. I actually think there's more. I have, I've had um, I've had Jamie Cook from Stone and Wood on this show and also the lady from Burley Brewery. I'm sure they said there was like 850 craft breweries or am i imagining that seems like uh, a lot it might be your imagination but that they're, they're growing pretty rapidly, rapidly so yeah yeah there, there's basically every week um there's a new craft brewery um spouting out spouting out these days so it's yeah it's exciting times for the industry it certainly is let's get back to the results from the online survey what did it do for website traffic uh, we doubled it uh, compared to 2016. So off, off a low base or off a pretty reasonable no, base? A, a pretty decent base. So uh, yeah, we. I was talking to a, a person that was trying to get us to do some uh, ads um, the other day, and he couldn't believe just how much traffic we got that was unpaid. So it's um, <laughs> yeah, going all right. Well done. Uh, and I imagine you would have got, a, uh, from an SEO point of view, you, you would have got a whole lot of backlinks. Uh, yeah, it was massive. Um, we, I think we were featured in about 20 to 30 different media pieces. Beautiful. We were in podcasts like yourself, uh, radio interviews. Uh, yeah, we were everywhere. So a great amount of publicity received. Just with those backlinks, um, we talked about this off air, but the idea of have you gone out to each of those outlets and bloggers and other podcasters who have talked about this in their medium um, and tried to, uh, f- what's the word, manipulate the backlink. So instead of click here for the 2017 Australian Craft Beer Report um, and click here is hyperlinked, you would want 2017 Craft Beer Report um, hyperlinked. Have you done that? Have you gone and followed them up? I haven't, but, yeah, it sounds like a, uh, a good idea. So I think it would be something to get our VA to do. Uh, correct, yes. It's a bit of a roll-the-sleeves-up strategy, but absolutely worth it. Um, lots of publicity received. How would you measure your thought leader status now that you've done it? Yeah, um, I guess one of the key ones was I got to present at the last year's Australian Craft Brewers Conference, so uh, <laughs> straight away. That, that, that does help, and I've uh, been asked to speak again this year. So, um, yeah, amongst the industry, uh, that uh, there's a big tick there. Uh, outside of that, just in the marketing world, I actually got our um, story promoted in Sumo, which is one of the big sort of mm. marketing uh, websites that, that's behind um, Sumo Me, which is the, the, the great sort of app seller, if you like. That's a big get. 
very uh, very Google friendly. Getting a backlink on Sumo, much less a case study, and it's a very good case study, I must say. Any other unexpected outcomes? I mean, certainly getting asked to speak at that conference is pretty significant. Any anything else that you've gone? Wow, didn't think that had happened. Yeah, well, when I was actually at that conference, so they had two uh, big keynote speakers, and that there was. Uh, one lady that was a German professor that, that travels the world talking about craft beer and getting paid a monstrous amount for it. Um, and while I was sitting in the audience, she actually started talking about the Australian Craft Beer Survey. Uh, and this is the lady I've Love never it. met, never spoken to. Um, and she's yeah, referring to that as um, a, a great example of stuff that's happening in the industry. <laughs> I love it. And you were on after her. Uh, not quite after her, but yeah, uh, next day, and I, oh, I did get to have a chat. Um, yeah, so it was it was nice when you see something like that happen. Did you establish any kind of partnership with her? Uh, not a partnership, but we're keeping in touch, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm keeping her abreast of what's happening in the Australian market. Well, Richard, it's a great story. Um, you've sort of created a, a very positive rod for your own back now. I'm assuming this is going to be an annual event. Yeah, so we're just about to launch the 2018 uh, survey and so, yeah, just working on the last sort of questions for that at the moment. Um, pretty excited about it when, it's, when it rolls out. What are you going to do differently? There, there's not going to be a lot. Um, the questions we, we sort of uh, change a bit each year just to, to find what is topical um, that the media wants to get hold of. Uh, one of the big things we're going to do this year, though, is actually ask people to uh, refer others to, to complete the survey. And we're, we're going to offer an additional prize for, for those people that do um, get their friends to complete the survey. Uh, and we'll just see how much that can actually increase the amount of people that complete the survey. I, I guess it'd be tempting to do a, a fancier video and sort of up the ante on everything you do. But at the same time, what you're doing is working. So your challenge is to kind of just maintain some kind of, you know, uh, equilibrium. Yeah, we actually are um, taking the video to another level. So we uh, had a videographer in this morning. Oh, here we um, go. Here we go. So oh, fancy pads. Hopefully the wobbly shelves uh, <laughs> we don't have this year is going to be a bit more high-end. So we'll see what happens. Well, that's interesting. I, I, yeah, I mean, we, we, I guess, attempted to do that when things are successful. We've got a bit more dough to throw at things. But, uh, oh, well. I guess the uh, the proof will be in the number of surveys and shares and results that you get. So good luck with yeah. that, huh? Thank you, yeah. I, I, so we did 17,000 last year. I, I've got a big aim this year and it's 40,000. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> that, that's significant. That's, that's, not, that's like double and a half, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we've got a few different ideas. And the other thing is uh, we're going to try and partner with a few other um, big sort of companies and if they come through then uh, I, I think we should be well on the way to hitting that. You've been in business since 2009 Richard with Beer Cartel. Is this online survey the best marketing you've ever done? Uh, this and one other thing so we also have a uh, Christmas advent pa- calendar pack that we release <laughs> um, and so it's... Uh, of course you have. Basic- yeah. <laughs> we release it so it's, it's a countdown to Christmas so the... Um, if you think of the traditional advent calendars that, that you'd have, that you'd go from the 1st of December till the, I think that's normally end on the 24th of December. Mm-hmm. 
and you have little chocolate inside and you get to eat those on each day and get all excited. Well, we've done the same with uh, craft beer. So it's a case of beer um, and you get to open it up each day and, and reveal a different beer to to put in the fridge and enjoy that night. I think that's genius. Just to explain the logistics behind that, it's actually a box of beer um, individually marked so that you know that, oh, that's December 1, December 2, December 3, and each one's different. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a box of beer, um, individually sort of uh, perforated or containerized, and, and so you just reveal, pull off your little uh, uh, cardboard uh, thing that goes on, on the top of each beer each day, and you, yeah. Countdown to Christmas. So. Mate, I think that's genius. Um, do you mind, how much does it cost and where can people get it? Uh, roughly 119 I think it is. Um, so it will be on the website. We'll be doing a pre-order. I think we start it in September. Um, yeah, they, they go absolutely crazy. So I would imagine they would, and I would imagine too that if you could white-label that and provide them, you know, do branding for other businesses to provide to their clients, that would be just a... a a business within itself each each year. Yeah, potentially. Uh, I mean, even last year, just just with the the one that we've got, um, we we had some clients that yeah that bought a whole heap. So um, yeah, they're pretty awesome presents. And the, the, one of the things is it stops the clutter of a, a present that's normally given late December, um, right near Christmas. This is something that you can actually give someone in November. So you're avoiding the, the sort of Christmas gifting clutter. Oh, I think it's genius. Uh, Richard, you are a very clever fellow. Thank you for sharing. And I look forward to speaking to you later in the year just to get a quick update on how the 2018 Australian Craft Beer Survey went. Yeah, sounds good. You I'm can... uh, pretty pretty hopeful that it's uh, going to go pretty well. Good on you, buddy. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for that. Well, there you go, team. Beer Cartel's Richard Kelsey. You'll find the full Beer Cartel survey over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 422 plus all the other links and resources that Richard mentioned, and there was quite a few, so I encourage you to go and have a look at them. Coming up, another motivated listener shares an idea they've learned from this show and how it's positively impacted their business, and in this week's advertising jingle of the week, we'll do amazing things for your system. Here's a money-making tip from American Express member and Four Pillars Gin founder, Stu Greger. I, for the life of me, don't understand why a business won't accept Amex because what you're potentially doing is knocking back customers who want to spend money on your product or your brand or your service or whatever it is. And I frankly don't understand it. If someone wants to give me their Amex and buy 10 bottles of gin, I'll tell you what, I'll take their Amex, thanks very much. You're potentially also denying yourself a big chunk of corporate business as well. You know, because a lot of sales guys, a lot of guys, I know me in my own business, I use Amex. And if I go to, a, if I ring to make a booking at a restaurant or a bar or something, I say, do you accept Amex? and they say no, I go somewhere else. So they don't even know the business they're, they're missing out on. It beggars belief. And I often find myself having these com- rather awkward conversations at the <laughs> with with a shopkeeper or a, or a bar owner or a restaurateur saying, why wouldn't you take it? I'll pay you the extra. I'll pay one and a half. Oh, the credit card service fee or whatever you want. Take my money. It's business 101, really. Make it easy for people to give you money. Speaking of money... 
The American Express Business Explorer credit card comes with 50,000 bonus points every year, a low interest rate, and two points on every dollar you spend. Not to mention a couple of tickets to the very swish Amex Lounge at Sydney International Airport. Search Amex Business to find out more. New American Express card members only. Terms and conditions apply. My top three attention grabbers from that chat with Beer Cartel's Richard Kelsey, thanks to the good folk at American Express. Attention grabber number one. I love the idea of a small business taking responsibility for conducting an ambitious piece of market research and boldly calling it the 2017 Australian Craft Beer Survey. Makes it sound big, important. It makes it sound like it's come from a business so much bigger than Beer Cartel. Quite genius. Attention grabber number two. I love the way Richard incentivised other businesses to promote and complete the survey by by offering them a personalised report. We call that in the trade amplification. Get others who have the attention of the people you want to get in front of to share your content, and in this case, his online survey. Attention grabber number three. I love this one. I love how a simple Google search will help you identify the best questions to ask in your industry. Like Richard said, you simply Google your industry and then market research questions. That'll help you formulate a simple, simple, easy to complete questionnaire. That's what grabbed my attention. Would love to know what grabbed yours, or maybe you're going to do an online survey for your industry. Let me know. Uh, Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 422 and leave me a comment. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. Oh, yes, indeedly, doodly. It's time to reward a motivated listener for taking some marketing action because that's what it's all about. All you need to do if you would like to win is email me, tim at timreed.com.au, telling me one idea you've implemented from listening to this show and what impact it's had on your business. And if I read it out on air, you receive a prize or two from me and a past guest's business and you go into the prize draw to win a hot lap in a racing Porsche with past guest and racing car legend Steve Richards. That's valued at two and a half grand and I'll announce that at the end of the year for the best letter. Okay, today's winner is, insert drum roll... I love that drum roll. The winner is Home Handyman from Western Australia, Keith Hutchings. Well done, Keith. Love your work, mate. He says, hey, Timbo, I work as a handyman here in Fremantle, Western Australia, and I have taken your advice on helpful marketing very seriously indeed, he says. I like that. There is a local closed Facebook group called Frio Massive with 22,000 people on it. I was told recently by a fellow handyman that he couldn't get any work off the page because I had captured the niche. Oh, yeah. How did I do that, you may ask? Took a page from Timbo's book. That's what I did, says Keith. Anytime someone refers me a job, I make sure to thank them on the page. If someone asks a question or a how-to... I answer the best information that I can, including referring people to reliable tradesmen and suppliers. Great. That'll come back to you in spades, Keith. 
I regularly post pictures of my best suppliers, recommending them to people. If I come across shoddy work, I will post pictures of it, telling them to make sure that their builder doesn't do the same thing, educating people about things like painting the bottom edge of their exterior doors and priming their new plaster before painting. Basically, being helpful and friendly is the key to it. At this point, I'm getting a third of my work from the page and am booked a month in advance. Thanks, Tim. Keith. Keith, that's genius, mate. What isn't genius is you didn't give me your business name and you don't have a business email. You're running a Gmail email. I would suggest um, upping the professionalism and um, at least um, getting a business email. I think it always looks good. But I love your work, mate. That's a genius idea. For your trouble and for your success, Keith, I'd like to add to it with a box of eight canisters from the good crisp company valued at 30 bucks, a six pack of noodles from Mr. Lee's Noodles. I think it'll be the Hong Kong street beef. Pretty tasty, valued at 30 bucks, plus a backlink on the smallbusinessbigmarketing.com website, which I'm told is priceless. If you would like to enter the monster prize draw, then please email me your marketing idea that's working for your business, tim at timreed.com.au. Righto, time to jump in the time machine and head back to the days of tape, audio tape, for this week's advertising jingle of the week. I get a shiver running up my spine. I hear sounds I've never heard. I feel the music surging through my system. I'm in another world. as a young boy, and loved tape. I was a bit of a BASF guy myself, sort of TDK every now and then. I think they were slightly more expensive, the TDK tapes, and they came in a metal case if you had the extra couple of bucks. But, oh, what a great old ad. All right, you can watch that ad over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 422, by the way. Very, very 80s in its production, I must say. Well, that almost brings us to the end of episode 422. If you're new to the show, you'll find my entire back catalogue of interviews over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com along with a transcription of each show or of each interview, actually. And I'd love to hear from you. Hit the contact button over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. You can email me there, connect with me on social media, buy my book, do all that kind of stuff. Big thanks to American Express for sponsoring this episode. Love you guys. Search Amex Business if you would like to find out how your business expenses can reward you and uh, maybe take you away for a little sojourn, a little break. Amex are very good at that. If you love the Small Business Big Marketing Show, then let another business owner know about it by grabbing their phone and downloading it for them. It's the only way, guys, to get this podcasting thing up and out there. 
you're ahead of the game. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. Thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.